0: The Cleveland Indians have nearly twelve hundred candidates for a new team name. Greater Cleveland leads the state in entering the Vaximillion sweepstakes, and the Ohio Transportation Director has high praise for the Cleveland Browns' vision for the city lakefront. It's the wake-up morning news briefing from Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer for Friday, June the fourth. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. The Cleveland Indians have considered nearly 1,200 potential new names for the team and are working to cull the list to the favorites. The team has done more than 100 hours of brainstorming sessions with fans, community leaders, and others, and surveyed 140,000 fans. More than 4,000 fans have signed up to assist in the name search. A story published on Indians.com Thursday detailed how the team came to the decision to change the name through meetings with players and others to talk about it. No word on what the potential names are or when exactly the name change will take place. More than one-third of adults in greater Cleveland entered to win Ohio's vax lottery ahead of the first drawing in May, with the rate of sign-ups in the seven-county region outpacing most other locations across the state. About 34% of adults in Cuyahoga, Lake, Lorraine, Summit, Medina, Portage, and Geauga County signed up for a chance at the prize. Five percentage points higher than the 29% average in the rest of Ohio's counties. The registration rates are based on a Cleveland.com analysis using 2019 census estimates and the state registration data. County by county rates do not include signups for Ohioans aged 12 to 17, as the Census Bureau does not provide county-specific population estimates for that age group. Medina County topped the Northeast Ohio list, ranking fourth among Ohio's 88 counties, with about 39% of adults signing up. The only places that outpaced Medina were the Columbus-area counties of Delaware and Fairfield and Greene County near Dayton. Cuyahoga ranked 13th in the state, with about 33% of adults signing up. Ohio Department of Transportation Director Jack Marchbanks has praised a visionary plan for the downtown lakefront developed by Dee and Jimmy Haslam in collaboration with the city of Cleveland. At an online meeting of the agency's Transportation Review Advisory Council, Marchbanks called the Browns' vision a bold one. The Haslams and the administration of Mayor Frank Jackson first unveiled their concept in May. It calls for extending the downtown mall with a huge land bridge over Lakefront rail lines and Ohio Route 2 to create a seamless connection between downtown and Lake Erie. Marchbanks said the Lakefront vision one-ups a $380 million project completed in 2018 in St. Louis that included a 285-foot-long land bridge over Interstate 44 to connect the city's downtown to the towering Gateway Arch. Cleveland is seeking a $5.6 million grant for traffic and engineering studies to explore the impact of the lakefront concept. The city has pledged another $2.5 million. A decision on the grant is due in August. A former U.S. House of Representatives colleague wants Housing and Urban Development Secretary Marsha Fudge to use her executive discretion to not enforce the federal prohibition against marijuana use in federally assisted housing in jurisdictions where marijuana is legal. Federal HUD policies now bar users from federally assisted housing, and landlords are allowed to evict residents from federally assisted housing for using marijuana. Washington, D.C.'s non-voting member of Congress, Eleanor Holmes Norton, sent Fudge a letter last week that observes adult use of marijuana and or medical marijuana is legal in 36 states in the District of Columbia, and over 90% of Americans back legalized medical marijuana. A Youngstown area doctor was sentenced Thursday to 22 years in prison for luring six young girls to hotels for sex. U.S. District Judge Pamela Barker also fined Albert Aydtas, 53, a former emergency room physician, $50,000. She called his detailed planning to find and meet the victims, ages 12 to 15, disgusting. I don't understand how you budget $2,000 a month for this, Barker told Aydtas, adding later the conduct is reprehensible. The case came to light in the summer of 2019 when Ashland police received a tip of a man who had sex with a young girl. In February, I'd toss pleaded guilty to eight charges, three counts of sex trafficking of a minor under the age of 14, three counts of sex trafficking of a minor under the age of 18, and one count of the production of child pornography. A plea agreement filed by federal prosecutors said he used the messaging app Snapchat to contact the girls. He would arrange meetings at coffee shops and pay them $100 for the sessions. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.